It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Hi, I'm Leslie Ludy for Daily Thunder, and I'm excited to be joining you again for our Becoming Brave series. And we have been going through the lives of men and women throughout history who have personally inspired me when it comes to cultivating courage and composure in the midst of crisis. What I love about these stories is that it proves we don't have to be amazing within ourselves or have any special abilities for God to mightily impact the world through our lives. We simply need to surrender to him and allow him to do the work through us and have faith in his ability, not in our own ability. Today, I want to look at the life of George Mueller. If you're not familiar with his story, he was known for rescuing street children in Bristol, England, and building an orphanage that ran entirely by faith. His life just demonstrated this incredible faith in a God who was faithful, a God who was a provider. And he also demonstrated having eyes to see what other people missed. The story of how George began his ministry is really fascinating to me because he wasn't intending on giving his life to help orphans, and some people don't know that. But he had a thriving preaching ministry throughout England, and he had a a solid reputation as a minister. He had a young family, but he had a growing desire to pour himself out on behalf of the lost and the needy. His brother-in-law had an amazing ministry in Baghdad, and the life of a foreign missionary sounded a lot more adventurous than just being a pastor in England. One day he received a letter from Baghdad with 200 pounds in it so that he and his ministry colleague and his family could go be full-time missionaries there. And God seemed to be providing a way for them to go and share the gospel around the world. He was very excited, and he started to make preparations to be a full-time missionary in Baghdad. One afternoon, he was visiting a member of his congregation in the poorest part of Bristol, England, where he lived. And this is a story adapted from one of his biographies. The streets were muddy and dreary and filled with huge rain puddles. Destitution was everywhere. A little girl came up to him who was about five years old, and she had a toddler boy on her back who was wearing only a worn and torn pair of trousers. She asked George for a shilling. And he learned that her mother had died from cholera and her father had gone to the mines and never returned. And there were thousands of children in this kind of situation on the streets of Bristol, England. And the government society just hadn't really been able to solve the problem of how many orphans and street children were there without any place to go, without anyone to take care of them. George gave her the shilling and his heart was strangely stirred. He had seen little children like this every day during his ministry in Bristol, but now it was like he was seeing them for the first time. He wondered what would happen to these two little children. Without anyone to take care of them, was there any hope for their future? And then he thought about the fact that there were thousands of children in the same situation all around the streets of Bristol. As he walked along those muddy streets, he came to a decision. He didn't need to go to the mission field in Baghdad or anywhere else. He was standing in the middle of of a mission field. He realized that there probably could be no more needy people in the world than these helpless little children. Baghdad maybe would sound foreign and exciting and adventurous, but there was also work to be done right where he was standing in dirty, overcrowded Bristol, England. He didn't know how to go about it or what a lone person with no regular income could do, but he did know one thing. With God's help, he would do something to help the homeless children of Bristol. His pledge was this, God has a mission field for me right here and I will live and die in it. 
And again, that's a story adapted from one of his biographies called George Mueller, Guardian of Bristol's Orphans. He began to reach out to the street children entirely by faith, not having the means to take care of hundreds of children, but he opened his first orphan home and he relied completely on God to sustain this orphan home. And he ministered to the children in Bristol, England for the rest of his life. And just a summary of what he accomplished in his lifetime. He took responsibility for over 10,000 orphans. He provided so many educational opportunities for underprivileged children that he was even accused by some people of raising the poor above their natural station in British life. He was literally changing society. He established 117 schools which offered Christian education to more than 120,000 children. And again, he ran his ministry entirely by faith, and he ran it with excellence. There's this amazing story. The writer Charles Dickens had begun to hear rumors about George Mueller because, of course, anyone doing God's work is going to have persecution and attack. And one of the attacks on George Mueller was that he was abusing these children and taking advantage of them and not actually helping them. And so Charles Dickens wanted to find out what was really true. So he showed up unannounced at George Mueller's orphanage edge, wanting to find out for himself if this was a place of refuge for children or a place of abuse and fear. And George Mueller, without talking to any of his staff, without making any preparations, told them, take Mr. Dickens to any part of the orphanage that he wants to go, open every door, any closet that he wants to see into. And so Charles Dickens did a tour, completely unprepared for tour, all around this orphanage. And he was so amazed by how well taken care of these children were, how they were learning skills and they were learning the gospel and they were getting an education that everything was orderly. And it was just so far beyond his expectations that he went and began to publicize the fruit of George Mueller's ministry. God looked out for George Mueller as George Mueller trusted God completely. At the end of George Mueller's life, at his funeral service, about 1,500 orphans, those who were able to walk the distance, marched in rank behind the coach that was carrying George Mueller's coffin. Now, this was years later at the very end of his life, and he he died as a very old man. So he had multiple generations of orphans that he impacted. Now, these children that marched along behind his, his funeral were joined by hundreds of men and women who had grown up in the orphanage, including some who had been in the very original orphanage that he opened in 1836. 7,000 people stood respectfully at the cemetery as George Mueller was buried. The funeral service was reported all over England, and news of it went out over the telegraph wires around the world. The Daily Telegraph wrote this, George Mueller robbed the cruel streets of thousands of victims, the jails of thousands of felons, and the poorhouses of thousands of helpless waifs. And how had he done this? The Liverpool Mercury, which was a newspaper, wrote, How was this wonder accomplished? Mr. Mueller has told the world that it was the result of prayer. The rationalism of the day will sneer at this declaration, but the facts remain. And probably the most famous story from George Mueller's running of this orphanage was when they had no food on the table one day and they prayed, all the children prayed, and a milk cart broke down right in front of the 
orphanage and they brought in all of this milk. And then a baker said, I couldn't sleep last night. I just had to get up and bake bread for these children. And that happened time and time again. And so, of course, at the end of his life, even the secular world is taking notice that thousands and thousands of children have been helped. Society has been changed and it has happened entirely through prayer and faith. And all of this stemmed from that moment when George said to God, you have a mission field for me right here in Bristol, England, and I will live and die in it. And that takes a lot of courage. You know, we often over-spiritualize or over-romanticize the idea of going overseas, which is a very, very important part of building the kingdom of God. But sometimes it takes even more courage to stay and pour our lives out for the mission field right in front of us because we live in a godless society. We are standing in the middle of some amazing mission fields. The question is, do we have eyes to see them? One of the most life-changing prayers that we can pray is, Lord, give me eyes to see what you see. That is the prayer, the heart attitude that George Mueller cultivated. And when he did, God opened his eyes to see those street children for the very first time, to see their value, to see their need, and to see the calling upon his life. So my challenge to you is this, what mission field is God wanting to open your eyes to today? Again, John fifteen sixteen says, I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. There are so many scriptures that enunciate the calling of God on our lives. And so often we get caught up in taking personality tests and trying to define our likes and our dislikes. But already God has made a very key part of our calling clear. John 4, 5 says, Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white for harvest. What harvest fields are all around us right now? Sometimes it means saying yes to that one step of obedience that we have been hesitating to do. It could mean sharing the gospel with a neighbor, a coworker, a friend, or being more purposeful to lead those in our own household into that understanding of what the real gospel is. Or it could be engaging with the spiritual battles that are all around us today, the abortion battle, the foster care system and so many other issues where the gospel and the light and the hope of Jesus Christ is so needed. Are we willing to do what George Mueller did and walk right down the street and say, Lord, give me eyes to see what you see. And when he opens our eyes to that mission field, are we willing to say, I will live and die in it? If we're not willing today, we can ask God for the grace to make us willing because that is a prayer that he delights to answer. He has good works prepared in advance for us to walk in. Not the kind of good works that mean we're trying to earn our salvation, but these amazing divine appointments, these divine opportunities to build his kingdom, to work in cooperation with his spirit to change the world for eternity. He is looking for men and women like George Mueller who will simply say, Lord, I'm available. God bless. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.